listening to Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast, presented by Brandon Elliott. This show will be going over all aspects of real estate investing and is intended to educate, motivate, and prepare you to take action on your first or next real estate investment. For more information, please visit BrandonElliottInvestments.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy. Welcome back, everyone, to Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast. I am your host, Brandon Elliott, and today is one of those amazing days, above and beyond all else. Every day is a good day, but we are ending 2019 right now. What an amazing year, but more importantly, something to celebrate, we are at our 100th episode today for Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast. And I couldn't be more grateful, more thankful to all the listeners whether you're day one right from the beginning or you're just getting tuned in and hearing about the podcast now, uh, I am just above and beyond grateful. I'm thankful for you. And if you haven't already, you're definitely going to want to make sure that you hit that subscribe button. You get the newest episode every single Monday, as well as leave a review, screenshot that to me and reach out to me on social media, preferably on Instagram, Brandon Elliott Investments. Otherwise, on facebook.com slash Brandon Elliott Investor. And I want to send you my book, Action Driven, absolutely free for the first 100 people, as well as give you the opportunity to either get uh, a magazine that teaches you step-by-step how to, step-by-step how to actually be able to fund real estate transactions with credit cards, all at 0% interest. I teach you the tips and tricks how to do it, as well as the opportunity to potentially get that or a course for status matching, which is going to be amazing. It's valued at $500. So I'm excited for this. This is an amazing episode. We are at our hundredth episode. So thank you so, so much for giving out all these gifts for the first hundred people. Uh, just to say thank you and, uh, and welcome in you know, the new year of 2020. But today we have an amazing special guest. We had to go big on that hundredth episode. So today we are bringing on the amazing above and beyond crusher in the real estate game for wholesaling and just business in life. You know, this guy's crushing it in all different areas. He's got 25 businesses, seven of which are grossing over seven figures. So there's tremendous amount of knowledge with this man. Just within the last four years, he's literally come from working the corporate job to chasing his dreams, grew up with absolutely nothing. Like like when we say poor or dirt poor, there's a difference. There's a difference between American poor and out of this country poor. So, so there's some foundation structure and and motivation that obviously drove him bonkers to be able to get to this success. And he's helping out ridiculous amount of people along the way. So without further ado, uh, we're just going to dive into it. I can't wait for you guys to listen to this. And thank you all for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe, leave a review and welcome our guest for the hundredth episode, Mr. Carlos Ries. What's up, brother? Yeah, this is a hundredth episode. I'm excited, brother. Ready, man? Let's get going, right? Let's, Let's go. get going, man. Like, Let's we go. have a lot to talk about. A hundredth episode. When did you start this podcast, by the way? Been, we've been doing one consecutively every single Monday. So it's, it's been a little over two years now at this point. Okay. So, yes. Yeah, um, so let me just tell you, man, that I definitely respect and commend you, you know, for being so committed, right? Because 
I know from experience that so many things come up. So many things come up and you're like, no, 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 you know what? I got I to gotta keep the ball rolling. I absolutely respect that. You have a hundredth episode in a row without missing a beat and, and that, right. you know, it's, that's, res- that's respectable, man. So uh, I appreciate those- you, brother. You know, at the end of the day, we're all so passionate. The, the whole podcast, it's all geared towards educating, motivating and preparing people to be yeah. able to take action in real estate. And I know you've had some tremendous amount of breakthroughs from where you were just a few years ago to, to go all in. And absolutely, I definitely, absolutely. I want to get your story out there, brother. Yes. So I'm going to introduce myself real quick. My name yeah. is Carlos Reyes. And, you know, I came here to this country illegally. My single mom, we had a abusive father back, you know, back home in Mexico. And he sometimes watches my stuff. So dad, if you're watching, you were abusive. <laughs> so, and I don't, I don't care, man. I actually don't have much of a relationship with him. He tried to come back in my life a few years ago and it just didn't work out. You know, we couldn't really connect. So that's okay. You know, sure. things happen. You move on, you forgive, you move on. So no grudges here, right? Cause anything that you hold on to holds on to you. So yeah, yeah I, I don't even care about that. What I'm going to say is, you know, my mother, she knew that in order for me and my brother to have a better life, she had to somehow, some way, Get out of freaking, when I say dirt poor Mexico, where I'm from, literally yeah. the streets are dirt. Like I've taken yeah. my business partner Sal there and he couldn't believe it. Like the streets are made out of dirt. You know, it's, it's crazy, right? So yes, uh, it was dirt poverty and it was crazy. So imagine the way that my grandma's house was set up. It was literally, you know, 200, 250 square feet. So I used to sleep on, I, I wish I can show you here. I'll show you, I'll show you this. Watch this. So like it was literally like this. This was like the living room. And yeah. then me and my brother would like there was a bed here and then there was a bed here for my grandma and my grandpa. And then there was a bathroom here. And then the kitchen was like here. And the kitchen had dirt actually it was it was dirt floor. We didn't have a fridge. And you know, we she cooked, she cooked it was like almost like firewood and then she had like this big old thing over it and that's how she kind of cooked so it was like this is it was me my brother and it was my grandpa my grandma it was a bathroom and in this bathroom you couldn't take a crap in it you had a bucket and you had cold water and you took a shower that way now if you wanted to go outdoors and take a crap there was a back house there was literally a back house so there was a back house behind the house and, you know, that, that's where you could take a crap there. It was a yeah. hole, you know. And then, like I said, this is the kitchen. It was made out of dirt. And then there was a washing board on this side. There was a washing board. You know, the little wa- you know, the yeah. wa- right? Yeah. Washing boards. And then she used to kind of just hang our clothes. And, you know, that's kind of what my childhood, that's kind of how I was growing up. It was in, I don't even know how someone can live in those, now that I'm older. Yeah, man. Yeah. No, I, I don't know it's how like, someone can live under those circumstances. You know, I have kids, I have a seven-year-old, I have a one-year-old. Yeah. And I can tell you this much, man, I cannot bear to see my children, you know, live under those circumstances. But you know what? When you're born into that, it's natural. It becomes natural. Nature. Yeah. You don't even you think. Don't, like, you don't, don't know. know. You yeah. don't know any better, right? Yeah. So... That's how, you know, that's kind of how, uh, where we were growing up. My mom left, like I said, ran away from my father to try to make a better life. And she was out in the fields. This was like the late 80s. And she was out, you know, picking fruit. And then she got paperwork through Amnesty, able to get her permanent resident card. Then she tried to sneak me and my brother in through like a sewer first through T- uh, Tijuana, Mexico, which is a border town, yeah. like California, San Isidro. Try to sneak us in. We got caught. So we failed, went back. She went back. She's like, you know what? I'm going to get this done. I'm going to get this done. 
And then boom, the next time we were successful, made it to San Diego, where you're at. I used to live in a small town called Escondido, California. And I used to live there. And we only lasted about two to three years because California is really expensive for a single mother, you know, who's working out on the fields. And it it just, it was too expensive, man. And we went back to Mexico. I started doing door-to-door sales, selling bread, freaking bagging groceries, bagging groceries. I was, I was a grocery bagger and I, I put that up before I was bagging groceries. So I would take it out to the car and then I would, you know, I would get a tip. Right. So I was yeah, one yeah. of the, one of those kids, you know, nine years old, eight years old. Yeah. So I was hustling, you know, I was hustling. I was grinding work ethic, you know, watching my mom while I was doing that. My mom was working at the resorts, a, a resort called San Carlos Bay. And she was working there cleaning up the rooms and our plan was to get enough money for her to take the bus to Phoenix, Arizona, which where we are now, right? Yeah. And we sent her over once again, man. And you know, when you're a child and your mom is consistently leaving you, right? It's very, it's very painful. It's because you sure. don't understand why. Yeah. You know, why? Like, okay, I don't have my dad. Yeah. Now I don't have my mom. She's leaving me as a, as a little boy. Yep. You know, I'm like, what? What's like? Why? What did I do? Like, what's going yeah. on? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So then, you know, she would send money and everything, and she was just grinding her butt off to try to get me and my brother over. And then finally, boom, like she sends for me first. I literally sneak through a fence in Nogales, Sonora. I sneak through a fence, and she, she picks me up at the McDonald's and drives me to Phoenix, right? This was totally, totally illegal. <laughs> totally yeah. illegal. So that happened in 1997, and then she starts fixing my paperwork, Brother, I didn't become a citizen of the United States till 2012. Like my paperwork took decades. Yeah. Four to five thousand dollars that we couldn't afford at the time. Yeah. Decades of just waiting, right? Then I became a citizen. So that just shows the power behind your mom. Like what a soldier. I mean, she she's she's fighting her her tail off just to make a better life for you guys and doing it all by herself, single parent mom raising three kids. I mean, that's powerful. Brother, you know, people ask me like, hey, where did you get your work ethic from? Where did you get your drive from, right? Yeah. I mean, all I ever saw was this superhero, you know, this this, right. this single mother who till this day doesn't speak English, you know? Yeah. And I just saw the superhero man and it's like, I didn't know any better but work ethic. Sure. And you know what's crazy is my mom is a super intelligent person. She actually has a bachelor's degree in biology biology engineering from Mexico. Yeah. And, 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 you know, none of that matters here in the U S it, it, sure. it doesn't matter. Right. So she was a super intelligent woman and she knew that in Mexico, man, like there's no middle class, like in Mexico, you're either extremely rich or extremely poor. There's really no middle class. Right. So she knew that, you know, we weren't going to survive much there. And that's why she, she, you know, she took the leap of faith just fought hard, hard, hard. A lot of folks, man, they take so many things for granted. Being born in the United States alone gives you an advantage. Having two parents, listen, this is nothing to brag about. Like I wish, like my, my two daughters, they have two parents. They have me and my wife, right? And you know what? I would not wish on anybody the things that I had to go through. You know, I wouldn't. It's nothing to brag about. It's, yeah, just, yeah. it's more of a testimony. It's of a course. testimony, man. It's you know, the, the pain and the hurt. Brother, I, I have a spiritual mentor named Christian Ferris out of Tampa. He's a pastor out there. And, you know, bro, to really heal myself, I've had to hire spiritual mentors, yep. go see Dr. George Pratt out of La Jolla multiple yeah, times. Yeah. Yep. Because 
we're about to shift this thing over into mindset, right? That's right. Because you cannot really succeed and you can't really start to create if you're hurt. Like if you're empty here, you'll yeah. never be emotions. emotions because thoughts become emotions and emotions become actions, right? So Carlos, lot- you, you broke up there for a second. You said, uh, you said, sorry, you got to hear yourself here. Yeah, yeah. You got to hear yourself here because thoughts become emotions okay. and emotions become actions. And if you understand, so yeah. if you're not good here, you can never truly start to create these thoughts. All so right. Good. So, right. It's real. I promise. Yeah. So I knew that I had to heal myself. And uh, if you take a look at the timeline, you know, my first daughter was born in 2012. So okay. that started to really heal a lot here. And then I became a citizen in 2012. And then I met my business partner in 2013, became best friends, 2015. October 2015, we, we start to look into wholesaling. We yeah. grab our first property off a bandit sign in February of 2016, right? And then our first property off a bandit sign produces $5,000. We dump 2,500 of that back into mail marketing. And then the first campaign of mail produced $60,000 gross. And we're still scared and we dump another 2,500, then it produces 30,000. So now we're $90,000, right? Gross profit. Then we start dumping about seven to 10 K into digital marketing, pay-per-click. And then the rest is history. Now here we are. We just bought a $2 million office for us. You know, we put up, uh, thank God, a lot of deals on the board. We have a sales director. We have a chief financial officer. We have a business development manager. We have uh, acquisition managers, junior acquisition managers, two disposition managers, two transaction coordinators, one asset manager that does a lot of our flips. Brother, this was all built in less than four years, man. Yeah. See, that that's like the power behind it. And it really just like recalculating, coming back to it, it's that mindset. And for some reason, I don't know why it is, but I see it all the time. People outside of America, like even, like I've always thought I grew up poor, but I grew up American poor. Like I grew up with. I, that's, uh, that, that's a good point. That's a good it point. It is. There yeah. is a difference between American poor and Mexico poor. Like there's a difference between Mexico poor and India poor, you know? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And, yeah. and the drive that comes in behind it, like seeing your, your mom's work, work ethic on a regular basis and like wanting the absolute best for you guys. And then afterwards, like, I don't know. You, you just don't settle for less. And that's a, that's a mindset that you need to have to be able to succeed. But just within the shortest time possible, like four years, you guys have built up such an empire. And it's, it's just, it's crazy to think about and realize like, dude, anybody can do this. Absolutely. But, but you guys have the systems in place, right? And I think that's well, like a huge key factor that a lot of people are missing and trying to understand yes. how to get yes. those those systems in place. So you have a background in, in corporate America to a certain degree, right? For 14 yes, years or yes, so? Yes, I actually, I, most of my corporate, you know, uh, career, um, I managed, I managed people, okay. I managed, I trained, I developed, I promoted, Leadership. I hired, right? I so yeah. that helped me out a lot. And then my business partner, he's a freaking engineer by trade, like literally by trade. Like he doesn't have an yeah. engineer degree, but he's an engineer by trade. He's a businessman by trade. This guy knows his X's and O's all day long. So, you know, we, we combine our two, you know, talents or gifts or, you know, whatever you want to call it. And it it turns out to be a very, very, very fruitful 
compounding partnership, right? Yeah. Honestly, man, like I'm not saying this in any, to be arrogant in any way, but I've never seen somebody, I've only been in business, like I said, four years. I've never seen somebody scale as fast as him and I were able to scale, you know, and as far as the time, right? I I agree with you. Like I've never seen it either. That's why it's mind blowing. we're, We're teaching people that have been in this business 15, 20 years, you know, we're transforming their entire business model from development to wholesaling and, and uh, flipping as far as in, uh, wholesaling. Wholesaling is like you take yeah. a wholesale deal, you put paint and carpet, you put it back in the market, and, that's, uh, and then you put it, you know, put it for retail. That's called yeah, a top dollar. A wholesale. Yep. Yeah, it's a wholesale, yeah. right? So, you know, I'm, we're extremely blessed, man. We are so extremely blessed to just be in the position we're in. But I'll tell you this much, you know, because I want to talk more about how we can provide a service and how we can help people today, anybody that's yeah. watching, okay? It's very simple. You know, a lot of the success formula, it, you know, people make it so complex, right? Oh, you got to do this and you got to have money and you got to come from this type of background and you got to go to school for this. It's really not that difficult. You know, yeah. the, the formula that I have is first and foremost, you have to truly choose Choose what you want out of life. Like, what do you want out of life, right? Like, you have to choose. Like, you know what? I always wanted to be a business owner. That's what I want out of life. I wanted to be an entrepreneur, a successful entrepreneur. Forget that. Let's let's keep it even more simple. I just wanted to be successful. Because all my life, I wasn't successful. So I'm like, you know what? One day, I dream about being successful. I hope I'm going to be successful one day. And at first, it's like, I'm going to help my mom out. I'm going to help my family out. Right. And then the vision just keeps growing. So I chose what I wanted out of life. And then I committed. I wasn't motivated, you know, temporarily. I really, truly committed to what I wanted out of life. And then, you know what the diff- the biggest difference between myself, Sal, and, and some of the guys that are doing very well, you know, in this realm of, you know, of business, which is real yeah. estate, we, we were willing to sacrifice everything. We were willing to sacrifice hobbies, you know, entertainment, time with our family, time with our friends, our health, our sleep, our eating, our finances, you know, our entire time. Yeah. We were willing to sacrifice everything. And I feel like folks really fall short in, yes. in that step of, of the formula. Yeah, they choose what they want out of life. Yeah, they feel like they're committed, but then, then they're, they don't sacrifice everything. Yeah, yeah. They're, you know what I mean? How committed like, are you if you're not really allowing to give up certain aspects? Yeah, it's like, okay, are you really willing to work day and night, night and day, you know, sleep three to four hours, go through anxiety, go through stress, you know, go through sleepless nights, not eat, eat, eat when you remember, you know, it's like whatever, yeah. right? So I think a lot of people fall short in that step of the formula, of the success sure. formula is they're not willing to sacrifice... I had to sacrifice four years of my child, of my seven-year-old. I had to sacrifice four years of her life, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. where, you know, I was trying to be the best that I could be, but I also knew that in order for me to, to be the best that, that I could be, I needed to be also the most successful person and the best version of myself that I can be or else because a lot of folks, you know, that are entrepreneurs by nature, if they're not growing and they're not moving in the right direction, we become very unhappy. When when you become very unhappy, you can't make anybody else happy. That includes your spouse, your kids. You know, you got to be happy first in order to to provide that to someone else. 
I, I also think it's like that laser beam focus attitude. Unless you're truly focusing on one thing until successful with it, you're not going to like, you know, having a little bit everywhere. I've just, I haven't seen anybody truly perfect that, you know? So when you dive all in on one category, crush that, build it up to something sustainable, then you can start focusing on some of these other avenues, you know? So let, let's keep, let's keep going down, right? We said, we have to choose what we want out of life, who we yeah. want to be, what we want to do, what we want for yeah. our lives, you know, what we want for our lives, right? Yeah. And then we have to commit to that vision. Yep. Then we have to sacrifice absolutely everything. And last but not least, you never, ever, ever give up. You never, ever, ever give up. Because you know what? I've seen people fall like so short. Just they, like, they're like so close, right? They're, they're going six months, eight months, nine months, and they haven't got their first deal, or or they haven't made their big transact, their first big transact, whatever. And yeah. they give up, and they were literally that far from striking so close. Yeah, because once 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 you get that first deal under your belt, once you get that first transaction under your belt, your life is never the same. Yep. You now know that you can create and produce wealth out of thin air. Once you get that first deal, you never, ever, ever go back. Your mindset shifts forever. Your emotions shift forever. Your faith shifts forever. So that's what I, I have to tell people. I say, listen, you don't fail in, until you quit. And part of the success formula is you never, ever, ever give up, right? <laughs> so if someone can really take those steps and really commit to seeing that, you know, from one to five, yep. they're, they're going to be successful. There's nothing that can stop them. There's no one and nothing that can stop them from being successful. I love that. that it's so that's so true. I mean, if, if you really treat this, this step one through four right here, if you treat it as if it is like, treat it religiously and go ham on it, then you will see the results. It's just guaranteed. Absolutely. So people need to start you know, people need to start with just shifting their mindset. And a great book that I recommend for people to read is a book called Secrets of the Millionaire Mind by T. Harbecker. That book changed my life. That book changed my partner's life. That book has, has changed so many lives. It's kind of like, um, you know, it, when I was barely getting into the entrepreneur stuff, uh, my business partner recommended for me to read The Richest Man in Babylon. Yeah. Yeah. But then, you know, which was, it was good. It was good. Yeah. But Secrets of the Mirror Mind was like a modern version of that. And the way T. Harv Eckert explains everything through his copyright is absolutely, I mean, it provides so much clarity to anybody, to anybody yeah. out there. So for mindset, I recommend Secrets of the Millionaire Mind as soon as possible, as soon as possible. Because you know what? The only thing holding a lot of us back is our mindsets and our mindset, the way, you know, what's, what's tarnishing our mindset and what's limiting our mindset is either like bad programming, you know, bad programming growing up, yep. right? Bad programming, limited beliefs, right? Yep. Like, no, I can't do that. You know, that's yeah. for, that's for special people. Success is for people that have, that are talented or gifted in some way, shape or form. You know, I, that, that cannot be me. Right. Yeah. I'm just not Rad ready for it. Whatever I'm just it means. in the rat race. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, fear, you know, overcoming fear is a huge thing. I feel like nine out of 10 people are so fearful of the unknown. And I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. I was fearful of the unknown. It took me a whole year to quit my job. I was already 
working on leaving my job, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Took me a whole year. And uh, even when everything was laid out on the table, everything was ready. Everything was ready. I had enough reserves. I had deals in the pipeline. I mean, everything was ready. My programming and my fear would not allow me to leave that job. I can't do it. I have, I have four weeks of vacation that I cash out every single, you know, it was like two grand, right? I have four weeks of vacation, two to four grand, whatever it was. It's like, I have four weeks of vacation. I can't, I have a 401k. I have an IRA. I have health benefits. I just, I can't, you know, that is, oh my God, it is like pulling teeth, you know, and we have to overcome when that, when that time comes, we have to overcome those barriers. We have to. Because yeah. you know what's waiting for us on the other side is financial freedom. It is yeah. financial freedom, and it is the, the capacity of truly being you know, or, or achieving our ultimate potential. That's what's on the other side. So of course. people need to know yeah. that. I think there is like that, that leap of faith because from somebody that hasn't been there yet, you know, they've never seen the other side. So it's hard for them to actually like take that huge leap of faith because they're kind of going out on a limb and they think like, well, there's no going back. And then what if I fail? All these other things. All right, but so listen, there's so much, there's so much you fail, on the side of this. If yeah. you fail, I can, make, I can make you a guarantee. You can always go get another job. That's right. The unemployment rate is, is lower than it's ever been, right? It's yeah. in the fours or five percent. It's like, yeah you're going to be able to go get another job. And It'll guess what? Good. And guess what? You're going to work until you're 60, 70 years old, and yep. then you're going to get Social Security or whatever you're putting away, and then you probably run the risk of being a Walmart greeter at some point, you know, yeah. doing something because the, what the government's giving you at that age is just not enough to pay, you know, especially with inflation, it's not enough not. to pay the rent, put food on the table, you know, pay insurance on the card, put gas on yep. the car as an old person, and then the most important part is you can't leave anything behind for your family. You can't leave a true legacy. You can't leave, you're not leaving your family in a better position, you know, than when you were brought in. You know what I mean? So yeah. these are things that people really need to consider when they're afraid of taking the leap of faith. You run a higher risk of not taking the leap of faith because when you're an old man or an old woman, you are going to suffer you're going to suffer and you're going to have to depend on not only the government, but depend on your, your, you know, your kids or your whoever, yeah. you know, and, and, and no one wants to be old and, and, and be in that situation. Nobody. These are things that people have to consider. So true. I love it. So now at this point, you've built up 25 businesses, seven of which are, are grossing seven figures. Do you want to dive a little bit into some of these um, different businesses and then just a little like, overdraft of maybe a couple and then let's start diving into some of the processes of how you guys really built up this wholesaling empire yeah, for sure for sure our businesses range anywhere from solar to real estate and a lot of stuff in between right yeah yeah we we we're in the like i said we're moving into a tech company uh we are we have a collection company we have uh, obviously a real estate company we have an education company, you know, we, I mean, there's, it ranges from so many different things, right? And the way that these businesses work, the ones that have been successful is because like I said, one, we created a solution or a necessity for someone out there, right? For consumers. So we created our vision through that. 
Then we systemized that business and we delegated that business to good leaders, like true leaders, good leaders, solid, solid people that care just as much as you do, if not more. Yeah. Because out of all the businesses that we have, the one component that continues to be of more of higher priority and more importance, it's not, it's not the data side, which when I, when I mean data, I'm talking about like keeping track of your key performance indicators in any business, yes. right? I'm not talking about the data. I'm not talking about the marketing. You know, I'm not talking about the vision for your company. I'm not talking about the systems for your company. It continues to be people. People, conti they continue to be the, the most important component of our equation when it comes down to every single business that we've created. The businesses that have failed for us is because we don't have the right people in that business. We don't have the right leaders in that business. Yeah. That's the reason why we just recently shut down a business last month, took $125,000 loss in that business. We didn't have the right leader in that business. It happens. Okay. It happens. Yeah. You know what I mean? So how many businesses have failed for you guys? We probably have like maybe two, two that have failed. And, and we've okay. lost, like I said, we've lost, I would say, you know, that business lost 125. We have another business that failed that probably lost about, you know, 250. So we probably lost anywhere, you know, 400 plus uh, thousand, but that's, that's okay. That's some good odds. Like that's some but, good odds uh, in yes, your favor. I was going to tell you, I was yeah, going to tell you that this in, in 2020, we, we don't want to just lose hundreds of thousands in failure. We want to lose millions. Yes. Yes. Because you know what that means, right? If we lose That's millions, right. what does that mean? Yeah. You're, you're putting out the efforts to, to get even more. You're making most likely hundreds of millions. God willing. Like our goal for 2020 is to make anywhere from 50 to a hundred million dollars. That oh. is our goal. That is our goal. That is, and that is a, that is a real achievable goal. I promise. Yeah. We have three new projects that are coming out that are just going to blow so many things out the water. I, I can't disclose them yet. But they're about 30 to 60 days away from coming out. And these are going to be game changers for every industry, not just real estate, every That's single right. industry. Like I was telling you earlier, remember I said, we're going to provide things for, for car dealerships, for yeah. tobacco companies, for liquor yeah. companies, for medical companies. So uh, we're moving into a lot of tech and data. Um, so it, it's going to be extremely uh, amazing to see what, how, how it rolls out. Yeah, that's, that's super excited, man. Cool. So let's talk about the wholesaling process, right? Uh, a lot of people follow you and the movement, you guys are branching off into a million different businesses at this point, which is awesome. But the bread and butter kind of comes from that main aspect of just crushing it, dominating. Everything, everything, all our businesses were funded yeah. because of the success in our real estate wholesaling company. It's quick cash, right? It's quick cash. It's the fast yeah. nickel. So what we did is, you know how a lot of people buy rentals? Sure. We started creating businesses. Yeah. See, that's, yeah. What folks don't know is that those are also assets, right? Of course. We, yeah. we, weren't, we weren't interested in the $300 cash flowing property, the $500. No, we're interested in the $30,000, $100,000 businesses, cash flowing. I'm telling you, when the first comes around, I love getting that text message by our CFO or Sal Say, hey, brother, pay yourself 30 from here, 40 from here, 15 from here, 7,500 from here, 10 from here. I'm telling you, it is truly amazing to be able, you know, to be able to net yeah, yeah. that kind of money every single month from so many different income streams. Yeah. That, that is, those are real assets. And a lot of that stuff is, is, is recession proof. 
And they, they all fund each other, I'm sure, right? It's just a big circle of all these. It's a yeah, huge man. ecosystem. So yeah. um, it, it's exciting. You know, it's exciting. It's not, like I said, yeah, I love we, we're, the kind of commercial properties we're getting into are, you know, 40, you know, 30 plus units, 40 units, 60 units. If we can net, you know, 9K, 15K, 20, that's where, you know, like I said, we put 334K down on this property. You know, this is a $2 million property. And this is our first commercial purchase. You know, our next commercial purchase, we're all, we already we started a, a small fund where me, Sal, and Alex are putting literally twenty to $30,000 every single month each to be able to get our next, you know, massive cash flowing property. You know what I mean? So, so you guys just bought a huge multifamily as well, right? Or is that the commercial building no, you guys No, the commercial building into? that we bought here, it's 10,000 square feet. Um, we All we need is 5,000 square feet up top, and we're going to rent out the bottom, so it's going to be good. Let's go. I love yeah. it. Cool. So let's, let's talk about the wholesaling aspect, right? So a lot of people are fascinated by, uh, obviously, you know, the, the Rolls Royce, you got the Phantom and you got a lot of the nice things at this point, but the bread and butter and the, the constant that's been able to fill all of these LLCs. I didn't start. Yeah. I, you know, what's crazy is like my business partner and I, we didn't start buying any of these things yeah. until we truly had assets that can fund those liabilities. Yes. You see, so, so, many, so many people do it backwards. Don't yeah, do that. Don't I, do I, that, I, man. I, I, when I was growing up and I didn't have any, you know, financial sense at all, like right. I used to do the same thing and I used to go get yeah. a $500 car note when I was making, you know, two to three K a month. It, it just doesn't make sense. Right. Yeah. Now it's like, okay, one business pays for the Rolls Royce and the insurance. Yep. You know, yep. my Rolls Royce is, I put 80 K down on the Rolls Royce. It's $2,200 a month plus $500 in insurance, $2,700. One business funds that, and it also funds my mortgage. And you see, one business, right? So plus, it's assets, a good write-off. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. our assets really started funding some of our liabilities. And I'll be honest with you, I'm completely. I, I mean, thank God, like my mindset. You don't think entry level, your mindset shifts. Yeah. And then as you're growing, as you're scaling, as you're leveling up, your mindset just continues to shift. Like wait a minute, I don't want, you know, I don't, I don't need, you know, more nice watches or yeah, yeah. cars. No, no, no. I want to start buying some big boy, you know, stuff, create, create true wealth, right? Some real assets. That's, yeah. That are going to bring in money each month. This watch isn't going to do it. That, yeah. Now that we got all, all the fancy, stupid stuff out of, you know, the junk out of the way. Now we're, that's what we're, that's our next thing is like, let's start creating some real wealth, right? Yeah. Let's and, buy the neighborhood. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So, but yeah, wholesaling definitely funded all our businesses, all our businesses. So, so any, anybody out there that is looking to get started with wholesaling, clueless about it, or maybe have, has been following you guys for a little bit, interested in getting started with your guys coaching, you guys have it systemized ridiculously smooth. So um, there's a, it's a no brainer by the end, so you know, by the way. Me, but, let give, let, yeah, let me give some folks, you know, some, some tips that, you know, may not have a lot of money to play with because I'll be honest with you. Like I said, my bandit signs were handwritten, you know? Yeah. Yeah. They were with a marker, right? They were with a marker and I was putting out a hundred minimum back then you can get away with putting out a hundred every single weekend. Now you got to be in the two to 300 range to even, you sure. know, to get some kind Make of response dead. rate. Right. Yeah. I, you know, I was spending about 50 cents on the bandit on the actual sign itself. I was going directly to a print shop. And they would cut it, you know, cut all these signs out for me. And then with a, a permanent marker, boom, 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 my wife was uh, 
putting putting it all together on Wednesdays, Friday at 11 p.m. I'm out there on the road and I'm out, you know, putting these things. Uh, first, it was a steak, and I was getting like all kinds of splinters. Yeah, <laughs> and the dirt here in Arizona is really tough. So yeah. then I got then I got rods, you know, and then rods were a little easier. 2,400 bandits on six months later, we landed our first deal. So what I would recommend for someone that's going in, you know, starting to get into real estate or wants to create freedom through real estate, bandit signs is not something that I recommend. If I had to do it all over again in this age right now, I would would probably cold call. Um, I would probably cold call for sure. So this is what I would do. I would go to learntowholesale.com and buy that course that teaches you how to pull data everything how to pull data how to skip trace data niche list to pull from right how to run comparables how to talk to sellers how to uh, disposition sell properties right how to you know virtually hold so like it teaches you everything right so that's if I couldn't afford you know 300 and something dollars on learn to wholesale.com the, the course yeah I would probably buy a book called flip by Nick Reese which is 10 bucks it's a little outdated but the concept's still good Okay. So I would buy either or. If I could afford the course, I would buy the course all day long, right? And if I can't afford the course, I would buy Flip, F-L-I-P by Nick Ruiz, and I would read that book in about two to three days and start taking some massive action. So other than that, I would go to ListSource and for three cents, get, get the membership for three cents and pull about, you know, let's just say... Uh, what would 10,000 records, $300, you know, 10,000 yeah. records, let's pull 10,000 records, right? Yeah. For three cents, I would skip trace with need to skip.com. It's transunion data. It's, it's credit bureau data. And I would skip trace with need to skip.com for, uh, if you use the code freedom, I think you get it for like 15 cents or something. So use the code freedom. What then now I have all these records. I have all these phone numbers. I have up to 10 phone numbers on every single, uh, every single prospect, right? And the first thing I would start doing, man, this is what I would do. I would go to allindialer.com, buy Zencall. We've tested call tools. We've tested Whitetail. We've tested Zencall. Zencall by far is the best uh, predictive dialer out there, okay? And a lot of call centers around not only the country, but internationally use Zencall over call tools and Whitetail. So I would go to allindialer.com. The reason you go to allindialer.com is because you get the dollar for $90 a month, all included. Where if you go to Mojo, you got to pay like $140 to get what what Zencall by allindialer.com gives you for $90. So now I have 10,000 records. Now I've skipped traced them. Now I have a dollar ready to go, right? What am I going to do next? I'm going to dial dial for six to eight hours, which is about 600 to $800 every single day. Until I start producing some leads. I start producing some leads. I start to go on some appointments. I start to go on some appointments. I start to make some offers. I start to make some offers. I start to get some deals. It's all a numbers game. Yeah. Yeah. You got to be persistent and just keep it going. So that is like really super cheap and entry level to get your first deal. Right. You can get your first deal that way. So I would, that's what I would do ASAP. You know, I would say cold calling, you know, it's, it's cheaper. It's pro. You know, now you're, you're trying to, instead of just being reactive, you know, you send some mail out and then you kind of wait around. No, you're literally guerrilla marketing. You're going straight to the prospect. Hey, how's it going, Brandon? You know, this is Carlos. Um, I noticed that you have a property over here on 123 Main Street. 
you know, um, I was wondering if you were interested in a cash offer for the property. I'm buying properties in the area. Was super interested in yours. Is that something that you would be, you know, be willing to move forward with today? So if you go to All In Wholesaling, we have every single script you can think of. On our Facebook, All In Wholesaling, you can find just about every single script, every single contract. You get a purchase contract. You get an assignment uh, agreement, all right? You get every single agreement you can think of. Just go to our, our Facebook group, which I'm sharing this podcast on there, All In Wholesaling. Um, go on there, get, get some agreements. Nothing should hold you back. When me and Sal got our first deal, we didn't have an LLC. We didn't know how to run comparables. We overpaid for this property. That's why we only made 5K. We should have made 20 if we were running our numbers right, right? Yeah, yeah. We didn't know how to run, yeah, we didn't know how to run comparables. We didn't didn't have an LLC. We didn't know what the hell we were doing, but we took massive action and we still managed to make 5K and that 5K turned into 60 and then another 30 and then the rest was history. You're still stumbling, even with all the mistakes out there, you're still stumbling into the end zone making failing, it happen. We just fell forward, brother. Our massive action pushed us to fail forward. Whew, I love it. So let's talk about running the numbers for a second, because I see personally a lot of people out there, especially in the beginning, kind of messing up this, this process. You know, how is that old school method, especially depends on which market you're in, of you know going 70% of the value and then minusing it doesn't work anymore so what would you recommend that's kind of like simplified for a lot of people out there getting started the most important number the most important number is your after repair value sure yeah okay let me let me demonstrate why you estimate that a property is $200,000 right you're like oh this is a great property you know, I'm, I'm going to, uh, after I'm done repairing this thing, it's going to be about $20,000 to repair. You know what? 25K to repair it. And the after repair value, when I lose $200,000, right? If you're off, if your ARV is 200K and you're off by 20%, how much are you off? You're off $40,000, right? Yep. I can't hear you. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a ridiculous amount. 40. Okay. Okay. You're off $40,000. Your career as a real estate investor is over before it even starts, sure. right? Yeah. <laughs> this is the after repair value. Now, if you estimated a 25K rehab and you're off 20% on that, if you, you got a calculator by you there? If not, I got one. I got one. 25,000 times 20%, you're off how much now? 5K. You're off 5,000, right? Yeah. Could you survive off of this? You, you can survive. You can make some adjustments and still survive. Yeah, yeah, of course. Can you survive if you're this wrong? <laughs> no, no. You are, you are out the game. Yeah. I've seen that happen to so many people, and I feel so bad, right? I had a, a guy named Alex literally tell me, hey, I owe my family this much amount of money because we lost X amount of money on our first flip because I didn't estimate the after repair value correctly. So for every investor out there, every wholesaler out there, keep in mind the after repair value is the most important number. If you're not really good at running comparables, you better damn well be very soon. If not, you better, you know, you better check with other realtors, get two to three opinions, right? That is, I mean, you're playing with your life here. This is your livelihood. You don't want to leave that up to chance by any means. After repair value. Now, do you put any type of buffer in there or anything with the with the comps? What do you mean? Like, do you put um, 
just being extra conservative because some people might so, get too yeah, conservative I, I, and then I, I like and to, scare themselves I like out. To compare, I like to compare apples to apples, right? Sure. I like to compare properties. You know, I first start with the same subdivision, okay? Yep. And I, I first go back 90 days, right? Yep. I go back, I go, you know what? I'll go back 30 days, 60 days, 90 days. I'll start to open it up, right? Yeah. And then I, I like to look at a property that's the exact same property. You know, let's just say the property is 1,900 square feet, three, two single story in a garage with the pool. Guess what I'm looking for? I'm looking for yeah. that same comparable. I'm looking yeah. to compare apples to apples, oranges to oranges. Okay. I'm not going to compare a 1960 built with the, with the 1990 built. You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm sure. not going to do that. So people have to keep in mind, you gotta, you, you really got to start small. And then you start to open it up. You start to open it up, right? You start in the same subdivision, subdivision. You go 30 days, 60 days, 90 days. You square footage by square footage, garage to garage, single story to single story, pool with pool. You know, it, it, you know, don't comp- same thing. If, if one property is, is back, is backing to a golf field, you know, a golf field. I don't know what you call it. A golf course. I don't, I don't golf, man. I'm, I'm a real yeah. golf. I don't golf I'm either. Real, I, I'm a real man. I'm a, yeah, I don't That's golf. That's right. <laughs> I'm joking. No, you know what? It takes a lot to golf, man. I, I try golfing. I suck. That's why I'm not yeah. a big fan. I, I'm not a big fan of things that I suck at. So, um, yeah, you can't compare that property that's backing into a golf course to something that's, you know, not backing to a golf course, you know? So, again, sure. you, you got to compare apples to apples. Don't make that mistake. Um, keep it within five years of year built. You know, keep yeah. it within, like, 15% of square footage, you know, yeah. and, and yeah, there's, there's so many components and variables that go into comping. And that's why I said, you better become a really good comping person. Yeah, guys, I, I would recommend, you know, do your own due diligence on that stuff. Really learn the ins and outs of getting the, the comps down. And if you cannot really master that aspect, I would highly recommend several different opinions from other realtors. It took me, uh, it took me like six months to wait. So there was a guy. There was a guy named uh, John. Uh, what was his name? This guy, John. He was. He, this guy was a. Uh, he was an appraiser for 15 years. And my ARV early in the game, I was like, I was off. I was always off, right? Yeah. And um, you know, so I was off. But thank God we were wholesaling, so it would you know wouldn't wasn't costing us nothing crazy. But this guy John, like he he was so good at comping properties, and I told my business partner, I said, you know what? I want to be that good or better to comp properties. And yeah, it took me six months to a year and I would like comp like 50, a hundred properties. And then I would send them to like this guy, John, I would send them to other realtors. And then, you know, I just started practicing and practicing and practicing. And I got really good. And then I honestly, like I come to property today, today in Las Vegas, yeah. my brother, my, my sales director, he comes all the properties now, you know, I, he, yeah. he's really good at comping properties. I'm almost completely, I'm pretty much completely hands off. Like, Sure. I have a, I have one meeting a week with my real estate team, and I look at the numbers that my CFO brings me. But that's really about it, about it when it comes to real estate. We're working on the business instead of inside the business. I love it. I love it, man. Now, did you get any? Did you take any classes or utilize your friend John at the time that was doing the appraisal stuff? Comparables. To help you out? Yeah, I, yeah. No, I would I would get second opinions from you know from from John. I would get second opinions from uh, good like realtor friends of mine and sure. things like that. And it's yeah. just something like you just become better, 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 better yeah. with practice. You know, yeah, you, man, you got you got to practice, keep it going. Yeah. We took some classes to try to better ourselves with it, and and it helped yeah. out tremendously to get a better mindset and understanding what they were thinking. 
you're not going to be an expert after yeah. comping 10 properties. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> you might not even be an expert after comping 100 properties. That's right. It's so true. It's that, you know, oh. consistency. You got you to gotta do a lot of it. Now, Carlos, Absolutely. I wanted to ask you, what is something that you see on a regular basis that is, besides mindset, or maybe it is all mindset, it could just be that, what's holding people back or a common mistake that you see within the wholesaling community of people either just getting started or trying to take their current business to that next level? That's a really good question because we see it very often. It's, it's, we see it so often, man, like people get into wholesaling as a hustle. Sure. It's a hustle. They don't ever want to create this. Watch. Let me see if I can turn this thing around. Watch this. Yeah. See if I can turn this baby around. And they don't want to create all this. Look, they don't want to create, you know what I mean? They don't want to create all of this. Look at this, right? Like they don't, they don't, they don't want to create all this. Right. And that, that's the thing. It's, they see it as a hustle, man. You know, they they, they see it as a hustle. Like one man band instead of hiring out scaling. What we try to do with, you know, with the all in, uh, the all in entrepreneurs is we throw an event. It's called momentum. The next momentum is March 13th and 14th, right? We want to take you from hustler to CEO. Everybody's out there calling themselves CEOs these days. Yeah, yeah. And they're a one-man show. I'm like, what yep. What are you the CEO of, yeah. right? Like, of what? Like, your, I don't know, your pen, your home office? I don't get it. You yep. know, like, that's something that we take a lot of pride in. And if you ask a lot of people from the Tab Retreat, a lot of folks that came, you know, Terry Summers and Sanjeev and, and Terry, yeah. you know, Terry Thayer, a lot of those folks, and Austin Rutherford, they come to Momentum and they don't leave the same. They leave, you want to talk about my, like a shift in your mindset? They leave with like, oh man, I'm playing too small. Yeah. I'm playing too small. I'm out here chasing deals. Why am I not creating an army to help me chase deals? Why am I not systemizing a company to have more time? Why am I not delegating to the right leaders in my, right? Why am I not hiring this person and hiring this person and, you know, and then the pay structure, we literally give you the entire blueprint of how to create this type of, of, of you know, well-oiled deal pumping machine at Momentum. That, so we have, we have like two Momentums a year and one, one Freedom. Freedom is like the entry. Momentum is like, we're going to take you from hustler to CEO. We're not even taking you from hustler to business owner. We're going from hustler to CEO. That is a common mistake that I see in the wholesaling world. Is literally these guys are just hustlers, right? And that's when me and Sal started. We didn't know any better either. It was just me and him. But then we were like, you know what? We gotta create a. We gotta create a team. We gotta build a team. Yeah. You know, there's, there's strength in numbers, right? So we started dumping a lot of money back. That's another mistake I see with wholesalers is they dump about ten to twenty percent back into the company, and they take like eighty percent when it should be the other way around. Sure. So take. 10 to 20% for yourself, your necessities, maybe a little bit of an entertainment, which, you know, depending on where you are in your journey, there shouldn't even be much entertainment anyway. And yeah. dump a lot of that back into your real estate company. It's literally like feeding a fire with, you're, you're just, you're throwing paper, right? You're throwing dollars yeah. into this fire. But what happens to this fire? It just continues to just explode. And that's what happens. And- and, you know, not to get into personal finances by any means or anything, but correct me if I'm wrong, like you guys still grow your business in that same exact format, right? You take very minimum of what so, you guys are truly making. Art, you know what's crazy? Um, we just like, I posted, the, uh, I think we just had like 140, 
thousand dollar day like a few days yeah. ago, right? Yeah. Had a, we had two deals in Arizona, one deal in New Jersey. It and it, it turned out to be like one thirty nine seven something, right? Sal and I literally paid ourselves for this month. We usually pay ourselves ten ten thousand and ten thousand from just real estate because remember yeah. we have these other income streams, right? Of course. And um, we paid ourselves fifteen thousand this month around. So yeah, you're absolutely right. We pay ourselves a very small percentage and dump all that back into the company for everything to for the marketing, for the payroll expenses, you know, to continue to grow, research and development for, for yeah. tools and resources that we use, you know, the overhead to pay for this building. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. That is when you really start thinking like a CEO, not like not yes. some freaking tire kicker hustler, you know? So, so that's the mindset right there because other people might look at you guys and be like, oh, well, that's the end goal. Like, I'm just trying to make it to there. So they would naturally see themselves in your position of like, okay, let's stop and start settling down. Maybe we'll pick up some properties here and there, but you guys are still have the same mindset as day one with Absolutely. let's grow this sucker. If let's not, keep on pouring gasoline on. Actually, I feel like our mindset's even better now because we have a formula down when it comes yeah. to business, right? The system, we, didn't yep. have, we didn't have a proven formula. We didn't have yeah. much, we didn't have much of a, a financial, you know, intelligence when we barely got into the game. Sure. And, and now it's different, man. It's like, we want to just build and build and build and grow and grow and grow. You know what I mean? Did yeah. you know, you probably didn't know this. Did you know Tony Robbins owns over 400 companies? Yeah, that's crazy. 400 companies. So, and it doesn't mean that he's like the main, he's not, you know, he he's doesn't. 100%. Like that, yeah, like just, take that guys. He, yeah. He's, he's definitely part of 400 yeah. companies. Right? One man. He's not in 400 places all throughout the day. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So when you really start seeing, you know, this next level of play, right? This next level of the sport that we call business, Correct. it gets addicting. You don't care about the cars. You don't care about the watches. You care yeah. about having your money work for you. You know yeah. that every single dollar should go somewhere and either bring you back at least one more dollar, so now it's two, yeah. or bring you back five to six more dollars, which is a very common thing. Every sure. dollar should create five to six X return on that dollar. And that's the kind of stuff we're into now. We get more joy out of investing money and having it bring back money than we do of going to buy a Lamborghini or a Rolls Royce or, you know what I mean? Like yeah, that yeah. stuff is like, good, yeah, you, material have it, things. You, yeah. you have it. And, and then it's like, just like anything else, man, it gets old very quickly. Yep. I love so. that. So for somebody getting started now, there's price ranges, right? From maybe somebody that's already slightly doing well in the game. And they're just like you mentioned just a moment ago, like they're not all their profits that they're making, they're maybe only putting maybe 20% back into the company instead of that 80%, you know, they, they have it flip-flopped. What would you recommend either somebody first getting started or like just a price range maybe of uh, what somebody should be really investing towards their marketing? You know, because it really comes down to that process. And By uh, some, for, someone getting, for, for someone getting started? Yeah. The beautiful part, the beautiful part about being in this space of education and having mentees, yeah. the beautiful part is you get to see how like every single market lights up, sure. right? So we have all these mentees and you get like, okay, let's just say this. Oh, wow. You know, Austin Rutherford, he's in Columbus. Yeah. Oh my God. He's killing it with this, this, and this. Yep. Wow. Look at Terry Thayer out in uh, Raleigh. He's killing with this, this, and this, right? Yep. And then you see like, uh, oh, look at, you know, Tang and Eric out in Dallas-Fort Worth. 
they're killing with this, this. And, so that is so beautiful to just yeah. sit there, look at everybody and like everything that's lighting up, right? Oh, cold calling is killing here. RVM's killing there. SMS is killing here, but uh, digital marketing is killing here and direct mail is killing over here. So every single market is different. Yep. You know, you got your A markets, you got your B markets, you got your C markets, right? An A market is a market like San Francisco, LA, Miami, New York, right? And then you got your B markets like Phoenix, Vegas, I would say even maybe Dallas, Fort Worth, you know, Houston, Atlanta, you know. Then you got your C markets like, you know, you got like San Antonio, you got Memphis, you got like uh, maybe like a Nashville, Tennessee, Columbus, Ohio. Those are yeah. all C markets, right? Yep. So that's why I said it depends what market you're in. So give me a market and I'll tell you exactly what to do because I, I see it every single day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So let's say uh, San Diego. This is what I would do in San Diego, all right? And I'm, you know what's crazy? I'm, I'm hosting this this watch party and there's like 83 comments and I'm, I can't keep up with oh, them. Missing them all? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's see. Uh, Misty Ariano. Everybody's commenting on, on uh, the all in wholesale. And there's 84 comments now. I wish I can get in there. Okay. I'll, I'll answer them after. But all right. Yeah. San Diego, California. Two things are going to be highly, highly effective for you. Pay-per-click. Yep. Okay. And cold callers. Yep. But I will say this. You better have at least five agents in San Diego. One, two, three. You're you're probably not doing much damage. Five agents in your market, you are going to get good traction. You're gonna get leads and you're gonna get deals. When you say agents, like uh, real estate agents, or are you talking about cold callers? Cold callers. Cold callers. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So at least five, five to six cold callers standby, constantly just crushing it for you. So when it comes to cold calling, there's a couple there's a couple different directions you can go, right? You can go to Upwork.com and hire guys from five to seven dollars an hour, but then you got to provide your own dollar, and you got a lot of the times do do your own training, and it, it's just we've done we we've been there, done that. It, yeah, it was just too much. It's yeah. a mess. You go to CallGeeks.com. CallGeeks.com. Yep. You get a dialer. You get you get the dollar for free. You get training for free. It's literally plug and play. You get floor supervision for free. You get quality control for for free. And you get an operations manager that communicates back and forth with you, not only on the health of your list, but also your, your contact ratio. And he also sends you daily reports with every single metric that you can think of. So callgeeks.com, that's what we use. That's what Jerry Vidala uses. That's what Austin Rutherford uses. That's what Keith Everett uses. That's what a lot of these big players, you know, Terry Thayer, a lot of these guys that use callgeeks.com. But like I said, I'm not forcing you to use callgeeks. You can use Filipinos, Asians, whatever, five to seven dollars an hour, yep. deal with the headaches, or you can go plug and play and just concentrate on closing deals as you know it's already cold calling becomes automated for you. So that's one thing. Now, when it comes to digital marketing, in order to actually get deals in San Diego, you're probably gonna have to spend anywhere from six to ten thousand dollars in pay-per-click. Yep. But that's more than likely gonna produce at least two deals for you. And what I would use is I would use Magnus. M-A-G-N-U-S digital, magnusdigital.com. You can, that's, we use Dave, ex-Marine, 10 years plus of pay-per-click, four years plus in just real estate pay-per-click. So you can contact Dave, D-A-V-E at magnusdigital.com. And there's a lot of, listen, there's a lot of companies out there, but I feel like Dave is the absolute yeah. best because this is what I like. Every service that I use, I like someone keeping me in the know. 
Yeah. I like someone, you're right? Okay, we're spending money. Yeah. What, what's going on, right? What's going yeah. on? So that's what I like about people like Dave and people like Jason over at Coggies. They're constantly emailing me, keeping me in the know of what's it's going a, on. It's that confirmation of like, yes, you're on the right track. This is, this is where we're Dealing at. Or, hey, yeah, let, let's twist it up a little bit. Let's uh, shift that's, it just a little bit. That's what I like about them. I love yes, that. Sir. Yeah. So in San Diego, that's, that's exactly what I would do to get a deal ASAP. So about six to 10 K towards pay-per-click, you'll get, you know, one to two deals right there. The best part, you know, some people out there might think that's a lot of money. You know, it might be more marketing dollars in comparison to some other smaller markets, but you got to also counter in the fact that, you know, you're going to get a bigger payout on some of these deals as well. Let me say this in a market like San Diego, you're getting 40, 50, 60 K. Right, yeah, the the, yeah. the, All the average the average deal size is so good. Yeah. Even if you spend six grand and you land a deal that gives you sixty, that's a ten x return. Come on, that's a ten x ROI. Yeah, that's worth it all day. I'll spend twelve thousand dollars to get one hundred twenty k on gross profits <laughs> all day long. Right, so that, how much that's does it really cost you at the end of the day if if you're making this much? You know, if you're making yeah. money on top of it, exactly. It's a no brainer. It's a yeah. no brainer. So, um, somewhere like San Diego, like I said, San Diego is a beautiful market. That's what I would do. It's either pay-per-click for me or cold calling or both if you can afford it, you know? Yeah. So Now, so, somebody that might only have like a thousand bucks or so, if they're in San Diego, would you recommend them to start doing virtually wholesaling and try no, to get if, some- if, if they're in San Diego, I recommend that they do what we said earlier, right? They, they're yeah. going to have to unfortunately do their own cold calling, put their own elbow grease into, you know, into the beginning until yeah. you can generate enough money to actually start getting some help. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Or you guys can always be smart and reach out to us so we can help you and show you how to get your credit up, leverage your credit to be able to put this stuff to work. Brother, because you can build up that business credit, you, get a hundred K plus. If we went out of business and for some miracle, I still had this, Right? Yeah. If we went out of business and I had this, I We're would good. run I would I would run this. I would run this because I know that we're gonna get some deals and we're gonna get right That's back right. in the game. Yeah. 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 So I know people that have done that. that. Yeah, no, I yeah. I've I've done that. <laughs> I've done that in the beginning to be able to, you know, purchase properties, complete all of our remodels. So putting leverage, it to work man. at zero. Leverage, 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 right? Other people's money, leverage your own credit, leverage just leverage where you can Start raise private like money. Yeah. Raise private money, prove yourself, you know, and I mean, it's endless opportunities. I love it. Carlos, what would you say on your final thoughts to the world out there? Anything that you would recommend to people to stop holding them back from what they're, where they're at today and start dreaming bigger and really just go for it. Yeah. You know what? I wrote something on Twitter that really, really sticks to me. And I love this thing. Watch this. And this is very, this is very powerful. This is something what I love to do on Twitter, by the way, if, if people, if I, I post a lot of content on uh, social media, especially on Instagram, yeah, um, yeah. at official Carlos Reyes, uh, that's my Instagram handle. That's where I'm the most, you know, active. But on Twitter, I like to just post some thoughts on there, right? And this is what I said. I said, if you play small, you stay small. Take the necessary risks. If you take a loss, you learn and grow from it anyway. So it's really right. not a loss. Stop acting like we get to live twice. One life, one shot. 
Let's go, I said. Let's go. <laughs> I love one it. shot. One life, one shot. We all take, man, we take time for granted. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Think, Time's like, limited. Four, four, four years ago, my business partner had hair. <laughs> four years ago. <laughs> he took that for granted. <laughs> you busting on sound. He's that beautiful. He's that be you know, he just turned 30, by the way. He used to have beautiful hair. And then, like, yeah. you know, time flies, man, in the blink of an eye. baby. People need to get out there and people need to get to it. They're acting like we get to do this all over again. No, we get one life and tomorrow's not promised. That's funny. I love it. So, sounds a good man. I love that guy. <laughs> That's funny. Absolutely. No, he's, yeah. he's, he's definitely the brains behind our, our operation, man. He, you know what's crazy? He literally built this entire desk today for me. I mean, the guy does that, – that guy is a jack of all trades and a master yeah. of many. Not yeah. a master of none. He's a, he's a master of many. So That's he's a right. jack of all trades and a master of many. And with many talents. Very cool. Many talents. How else can people get a hold of you besides just Instagram? Is what's, uh, you know what? I guess all in Nation. So if you go to allinnation.com, oh. man, we have allinnation.com. Have you ever watched um, – you, you can be honest. Have you ever watched one of our podcasts? Yeah, yeah, I have. Brother, so we really pour our, we pour our heart and soul into that thing. That's right. Yeah, you guys, you guys go ham on it. You make me look uh, – Anything that you guys do, you you take it to the excellent stage. Like you're not doing anything half-assed, which it's I can funny appreciate. You say that. It's funny you say that. Did you hear that, Sal? He says anything you guys do, you guys always like try to take it to the next level. That's you know excellence. what? Honestly, man, like you know, remember when um I don't know what philosopher said this, but when you're it's he says uh when you're uh when you're constantly creating acts of excellence, right? When you're and the excellence is no longer just an act. It's a, it's a, it becomes a habit, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't even know it's a way of this. life. Was, yeah, it, it's really become that to us in every single way. Like, we want to be the best versions of ourselves. We want to have the best teams, the best yeah. team, the best businesses, surround ourselves with the best people. You know, it's really just become a, li a lifestyle, and a, you know, a way of life for us is to have really, really high standards. Sure. I mean, that's yes, what sir. it's about. And, and hold it, you know, look in the mirror first and foremost and make sure that you're holding yourself accountable before you can hold others accountable. You know what? It's, it's funny at. you say that because, you know, I used to look in the mirror and I used to literally look in the mirror. I'm looking at the camera and I used to yep. say, why not me? Why not me? Who told you? Like, why not me? You see, like, I used to literally look in, and I know it sounds like some weird hocus pocus stuff, but no, no, you, I believe it. The, the most, the most powerful thoughts are, are those that you tell yourself, yeah. you know? Why it's not so me? Words are so freaking powerful and not enough people actually truly acknowledge this. You know, whether you think you can or you think you can't, whatever you're saying to yourself, you got to be careful with that. It comes back down to that mindset. They, they say you know? that uh, the person that thinks he can, that says he can, the person that says he can't, they're both right. Yeah, they're both the same, right? <laughs> they're, bo they're both yeah. right, right? Yeah. I mean, that's what's going to happen. Yeah, so. 100%. Carlos, man, I, I love you, brother. I appreciate you. I, uh, you're somebody that I really look up to in, in many different ways, in many different areas of life. And it's because you focused on one thing until successful. And then you started really crushing it in all different areas. And I appreciate your time. Like time is something that we can never get back. We were just talking about that. So what can the listeners do or what can I do to be able to give back value to you for you just giving an hour, over an hour of your time to us? Whenever someone if they can take anything from our, you know, our, our lessons, sure. our events, yeah. they can take anything and their lives change. We ask for two things. One, let us know. 
Yeah, right? yeah. That, that, that's, that's extremely powerful. It makes us feel amazing. And two, pay it forward. A lot, there's not enough people paying it forward these days, right? Yeah. Everybody's so, uh, you know, that servanthood mindset is just not there for so many people. That's Servant all we leadership. ask for. Just, hey, man, I heard your podcast five months ago, and I, and I did this, and I did that. I promise we always respond to everybody. The second thing, like I said, is pay it forward to somebody else. Try to help change somebody else's life. I love that, brother. Okay. I really do. I, well, I appreciate you so much, everybody out there. 100 this episodes. is the 100th 100, 100 100 episode, episode, baby. So I'm yeah. excited to get this out there. You guys can always tune in every single Monday, so make sure you go check out podcast ready set go real estate investing go, baby. hit that subscribe button and leave a review let me know what you guys think of it reach out to me anywhere on social media brandon you know investments have them have them share it with somebody who may need to hear this man that's right yeah tag somebody right. in i mean that, that's Brother, what it's do you all know about. That, that back back like literally less than four years ago you know how hard it was to find something like this you have to pay for it yeah yeah i know <laughs> you have to pay for it yeah. Right. And then people, you know, nowadays, thank God, there's enough people, enough servants out there that are giving a lot of this stuff out for free. Yep. Brother, back then you have to pay for it somehow, some way through a seminar, through a book, yep. through, you know, somewhere, some, you know, through, through mentorship, yeah. like share it with someone who needs to, who needs to hear this. It's this free, is free people. Yeah. Exactly. You just got to take notes. You got to take notes and you got to take action. So absolutely. So tune in, guys. I'm Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast. Reach out to me on Instagram, Brandon Elliott Investments. Otherwise, Facebook.com slash Brandon Elliott, R-E-I. And for the first 10 people that uh, subscribe and leave a review on iTunes, reach out to me. I'll send you my book, Action Driven, absolutely free. Or your choice of um, Success Profiles magazine. I'm talking about how you can actually leverage credit to be able to purchase real estate properties. With all all zero percent interest, by the way, like you're not, oh. you don't need. I'm not an advocate of going into debt unless it's good debt, and make sure that you can make some money off of it. So, with that being Love. said, Carlos, brother, I appreciate you so much. I really do. You're the man. Thank you, brother. Much love, man. And you know what? I hope I get to see you guys soon too. Yeah, no, we will. We will. We got to connect. And I mean, dude, uh, tab a, was amazing. A, yeah, maybe a, a tab again. So I'm I'm probably gonna try to make that again. So that was beautiful. I love it. Yeah. Cool, guys. I will see you on the very next one. Reach out, brandonelliotinvestments.com. Otherwise, make sure you're getting a copy of these books and let us know what you guys think about this episode, 100th episode. Make sure you share it out, tag somebody in it. And we will see you on the very next one. Carlos, appreciate you, brother. God bless you. Thank you. It was a huge honor, brother. Thank you. Appreciate you. This has been another episode of Ready, Set, Go! Real Estate Investing Podcast, brought to you by Brandon Elliott. For more information, please visit BrandonElliottInvestments.com. Also, please don't forget to like, share, and leave a comment below. Thanks again for joining. Until next time.